consume versus create. Like in normal society, you are taught you're not enough, look externally, consume to become whole. And we all know what that does. That's not a very good model for mental health and wellness. Um, and then there's the, you know, family values, um, look within, not externally, and then and create value for others. And in doing so, you fill your bucket, you fill the buckets of other people. It is so about practicing it, right? learning, teaching, practicing, and making it, uh, letting them see how important it is to us, letting us praise them when they show these values, these really important values. It's so funny, you know, when I, I was looking into some of the, um, they get a reward at the end, they get a, you know, a little trophy, and I was, I was looking up kindness reward, doesn't exist doesn't exist on the internet can't find a kindness you know courage award gratitude award like we're rewarding our kids for these superficial accomplishments and we're not rewarding them for some of the things that they could actually change the world Welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for parenting out of the box. I'm super excited, you guys. Today, we have Angelique Reich with us, and she is the CEO and founder of Tiny Values. It is a subscription-based box that teaches tiny kids big values. So Angelique, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and, and just chat with you today. I think you're awesome. I love the work that you're doing on the podcast, and yeah, I'm excited to, to connect. Cool girl, thank you so much. I um I appreciate it. It's been a super fun journey, and I'm slightly jealous that you are in my old uh, my old home state of California. So from coast to coast over here, that's awesome. Nice. Um, <laughs> bit of a time zone awesome. difference. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, but hey, we're moms, so we're used to working uh, whenever we can. Anyway, so that's totally. part of it. Um, so I think you've seen this um with some of our other episodes, but we like to we like to start the same way. And as you introduce who you are, I'd like for you to share with our audience a little bit about what is something you do to show up on purpose in your life. That could be with the business, it could be personally um, juggling, whatever comes to your heart. It's always a fun way to start to get to know people. Awesome, thank you. Um, I think my on purpose kind of stems from my backstory. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk everybody through that real quick. So um, I worked for about 15 years at Pixar Animation Studios as a lighting technical director. Um, my husband and I both worked there. We um we met in grad school in Texas, and we ended up out here as interns on the original Cars film. And um, we had worked on pretty much everything since. He's still there. Um, but yeah, about 15 years in, right before the pandemic, in fact, um, I I just kind of we had had two kids by then. We had a four year old and a one year old. And I just hit a breaking point like with our two careers that were really challenging. We were picking up our kids at seven o'clock at night from daycare and driving an hour home in traffic. And it was, it was not working. It was just not working. So we knew like we wanted to show up intentionally in our kids' lives. I had a mom who was a stay-at-home mom and she was at every volleyball game, every day picked me up from school. So I've always struggled to figure out, okay, how can I do that for my children? But how can I also follow my passions and follow my dreams? Um, so that, yeah. that is, that's really what Tiny Values has been about. It's been about creating a business that allows me the flexibility. Today, I took the kids to swim classes, you know, took my daughter to gymnastics and that's my awesome. husband's got them out at dinner and we're filming a podcast. So. Oh, I love this. How old are your kiddos now? Um, I've got a seven-year-old daughter, Rose, and a four-year-old son, Dylan. Oh, that's so beautiful. I have a nephew, Dylan. That's awesome. And we're Italian, so everyone's middle name is Maria Rose. <laughs> and guys, best believe, like right before the podcast, like we were switching out all my lighting cubes. I'm like, Angelique, fix my face. And she's like, no, now you're green. Don't yeah. do that. Italian woman. You have olive in your skin. That's not, that's a no-go. <laughs> yeah. If you ever need like, yeah, lighting tips, just holler. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah. That's the best. I love it. Um, you know how they have like Queer Eye for the, the Queer Eye? New have you ever seen the newer ones? Oh no, huh? No. Oh, they're so good. They're so yeah. good. But it's like, I need something like that for like, you know, like my life. Like your lighting makes you look like this and do this yeah. with your hair. Like, you know, fix oh, me. We all do. It's like, I'm such a tomboy. I don't know. I just don't know these things. Um, okay. So I love a bunch of stuff about what you said. One, I think it's really cool that you had to break down before you broke through. I, you know, it's like on socials, 
it's so publicized and, and highlighted, like, you know, the highlight reel, or it's so easy to make these decisions. And I think sometimes you just, you, you have to make them from a place of uncomfort, right? Like if yeah. you're really in a place of comfort, you won't change and it's not serving you. So although I'm sure that's not the easiest path, I do appreciate that you said that because I, I feel like it helps, you know, it helps you make a decision. No, I, was gonna say, I love that you picked up on that because it, it does. It's so true. Like it feels like you, like I'm saying it like, oh yeah, I just, quit my job for 15 years. It was a long, tough right. road that led to it. You know, all, I'm sure lots of other moms out there know what I'm talking about, other dads as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think for me that, that breaking point was when I was dropping my kids off at daycare and my daughter was at the fence and I know a lot of, it's going to get me emotional again. All right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of people identify with this where she's like, mommy, you know, mommy, I want to go home. Mommy, take me home. I know. Mm-hmm. And I felt so trapped in this career that I created this dream job where I felt exactly. like I was living my dream of my career, but not living my dream as being a mom. And I dropped them off. I got in the car. I slammed my hand down on the steering wheel and I cried the whole three miles to work. <laughs> uh, and then I think that night, like that was when, and we, my husband and I had been, he knew I wasn't happy. He knew mm-hmm. it wasn't enough time with the kids, but um, that was really the moment where we said, okay, we're going to, we're going to take this thing and we're going to see what we can do and, um, and live our lives. And you know what? That was three years ago now. That's and awesome. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't, was it easy? No. Have we made sacrifices? Hell yeah. But, but I would never change a thing. See, and this is why I love this type of entrepreneurial, like sit in the crap moment, because this is the gold. Like you would never become the version of yourself, Angelique, if you don't do this, right? Totally. It's incredible. Hey, Angelique, are you hearing a little bit of an echo? It was a little bit. Okay. I think it's on, on my end. It's kind of weird. You want to try these headphones? Let's do Here. it. Here. <laughs> and what is in those cups? We are back. <laughs> Awesome. I think we've uh, switched our tea and coffee to wine at this point, but hey, we're having a good time. It's 1030 on the the East Coast. Mom life. (laughs) For those of you uh, keeping track. Um, So uh, before our audio uh, disruption, we were talking about, um, we were talking about like how you had to go through the breaking point. And what the other thing that I love that you mentioned is it seemed like it flowed very organically for you. Like, even though that was difficult, and even though there was a, a moment of trust you had to break through, which I think most entrepreneurs have to do, like there's two things I super respect. One is that you saw this version of your life that you wanted and you just felt like this is no longer working. It's not giving me this. That takes so much trust and just so much like, I don't know. I don't even know. I just, I admire the heck out of it. I love it. And I think kids become better adults when they see their parents having enough faith in themselves to make those decisions, whether that's with work or with whatever, right? Whatever passion that is. So one, congratulations. That's amazing and very uplifting. And then two, it literally set you up for the values that you are teaching in Tiny Values. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the universe is like, ah, you're listening. Like, let's just click right in place. And you, I feel like you know when things are clicking that way, you know you're on the right path, you know? And and that's, wow. that's completely how it was with this. Yeah, that's a awesome. percent. And I hope, I thank you for saying that because I hope every day when they see me packing boxes and, you know, they're helping me deliver them to the, you know, to the awesome. UPS. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're like, you know, I try to remind them every day. It's like, you know, living a dream, living a dream. You got to go after big things. <laughs> As I love it. And they get to see the value that they're helping create, right? And I think it's so, so oftentimes, right, entrepreneurs spend so much time working the dream to make it where it needs to be more, because it is like a child, right? It takes time to get it on onto its own two feet. But for them to always understand that, I think it shows them a lot about life 
um, very akin to sports, right? And it just it does something to their spirit where now they just never feel like they can be put in a box because they know they can always just solve a different box, make a bigger one, right? Yeah, they can figure absolutely. It out. absolutely. I love hearing my daughter when she'll be like, you know, oh, mommy, I want to, you know, I want to sell hot chocolate on the corner, or, you know, or just, she's just always thinking, like always thinking, like, how can, you know, how can I create something? How can I do something special? And, and I definitely feel like, okay, I think it's working. It's rubbing off a little bit at least. <laughs> it, it, clicked, it clicked for me on a podcast the day. We're talking about homeschooling and it was, um, and there's nothing wrong with regular school. I, I was, I am a product of the school system and I am okay. And I'm here. Um, but it's like the, the click for me was consume versus create. Like in normal society, you are taught you're not enough. Look externally, consume to become whole. And we all know what that does. That's not a very good model for mental health and wellness. Um, and then there's the, you know, family values, um, look within not externally, and then and create value for others. And in doing so, you fill your bucket, you fill the buckets of other people. It's just it's just good. Like I got goosebumps already. We haven't even started talking about the values and I'm already into it. I love it. Um, so this is so cool. So your intentionality and how you show up on purpose seems to be like setting an outline of values that are important and then sticking to those values. Did I get that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one little thing I want to throw in just because you mentioned that. Um, so my husband and I do this thing and we did it a couple years before I quit my job where we'll go for like, it's not a whole, it's a whole day. It's not overnight, but it's a whole day. We'll rent a hotel room and we'll just sit down and we will like say, what do we want the next five years to look like? What are our That's values? Right. What is important to us? And I, I would not be sitting here talking to you today if we hadn't done that three years before, um, before I started tiny values, because it gave us a real blueprint to say, okay, you know, in three years, Rose is going to go into school. Do I want to be picking her up at seven o'clock or do I want to be picking her up at three o'clock? You know, it just, it just helped us really outline our lives so that when it did come to that breaking point, it was very, it became more easy to make that decision. I love that. I'm all about that kind of stuff. So thank you. We do something similar, but I I like making it um, into a date, right? Like making it into something you guys (laughs) do together as like a a dream building activity. That's awesome. That's so good. So if, if you don't mind, I'd love to dive right into like the the values that you based Tiny Values on, um, whichever you think are most pertinent. Our, our audience has kids all over the place. I have grandmas that, that love this for their grandchildren and just connecting. I have single dads. Uh, I have dads that are, are men that aren't dads yet that just want to be better fathers. It's freaking awesome. Like good job, you people out there with your man buns and love you. (laughs) I love it. And good job to you too, for being able to be, you know, have such an engaging audience and be such an engaging presence to draw people in. And I can see why. Yeah. It's just super motivating. Right. And I think that we learn so much from each other. Like I love, I love hearing the dad's perspective on stuff because it's just so different. Right. I think that's what makes us and our husband so strong is, is valuing each other's perspectives. Um, Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's jump into the values. Uh, which ones did you start with? What was important? How did it all kind of um, how did it all kind of come together? And then also explain how they get the values, like how it all comes together with the box. It, like I think it builds on itself. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so we start every um, subscription with kindness because I feel like that is at the basis. It's really set up like a curriculum. They start with kindness, then they go to courage, gratitude. Oh gosh, um, love, confidence, imagination, um, self control, resilience, friendship, empathy, patience, and they end with independence. Because nice. I feel like by the time they've gone through that kind of gamut of values, they're independent. Cool. They're ready to fly. They're ready to go out in the world. You know. Um, so, um, so that was the first box. Kindness was the first box that I designed, um, and it's based on the book by Carol McLeod, "Have You Filled a Bucket Today," which I think probably a lot of people people are familiar with probably nodding a lot of head nods I can hear out there. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful book. It teaches people that um, everyone carries around an invisible bucket. And when you do kind things for people, you fill their bucket 
when you do unkind things, you empty their bucket, um, but you also empty your bucket as yeah, well. Exactly. So the project that I created around that book, so the book does come with the box. Every month you get a book. It's um, awesome. This is leaning on like my Pixar background and story. Oh. I have read thousands of children's books, which is super fun <laughs> and really try to curate the ones that speak to me and that not just talk about the value, but give kids a tool related to the value. Um, that's really, really important to me because some books I feel like just kind of glamorize things like friendship, right? Oh, friendship is easy. We're all going to make friends. Sure. You know, uh, for that value, I've specifically picked a book where the girl had a hard time making friends because it's not easy for everyone. So, so curating the books cool. is where it starts. Then I create two projects, um, one for children to observe the value in, you know, out in their worlds. So for kindness, they become kindness detectives. Cool. They get a little magnifying glass and they catch wow. people being kind um, and they make these little kindness bags that they get to share then with the people that they have caught being kind <laughs> and they love it. It's so cute. I've gotten pictures from all these different kids, like, you know, a neighbor or a coach or a teacher. And it's just spreading that, you know, they're spreading wow. kindness while they're observing for looking for kind behaviors, because what we observe, we tend to enact. It's, it's brilliant. It's the reticular activating system or the law of attraction or whichever side you sit on. It's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So, um, so that's the first project to observe. And then they practice, they get to practice. Um, and for have you filled it a bucket today, they create their own adorable little bucket with cute eyeballs and they, um, they get little hearts that as they do kind deeds, um, the parents can write the little deed on the heart and then they fill their bucket. Um, when they do 20 deeds, we do 20, but you can keep doing more or less, whatever works for your family. Um, they get a little surprise gift to open because every kid loves a little surprise gift. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And then, um, one of the most special things, it's funny, um, these fun books that I created to go along with the books or the boxes are really where I feel like a lot of the tips and things I'm going to share with everybody today really are, are in, you know, they're, oh, cool. um, they're, they're like throughout those books because it's a chance. What I found is to have a deep conversation with my child that I would never do. Like mm-hmm. everybody thinks, Oh, kind, my kid's kind. Right. But have you ever sat down and asked them, when's the last time you were kind? What, when's the last time you were unkind? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what to do when people aren't being kind to you? So the books are there. They're oh, fun. Goodness. It's all done in a really adorable, fun way Great that relates to kids. But for me, like I'll hear my kids say something like, I didn't know that they did that and they needed to talk about it. So there's just a lot of prompts in there to get kids thinking and parents talking. And what I love is it also just um, kind of changes the dialogue in your house is what yeah. I found. Yeah. Like Instead of saying, oh, you're making me angry. Now I can say, oh, you're not filling my bucket. Yeah. And my little one knows what that means. Or he'll, oh my God, it's the cutest thing. Like he'll bring me a flower from outside and he'll say, oh, mommy, did I, did I fill your bucket? You know? Sweet. So it, yeah, it's really precious. So Gabriel's now, my son's now three. And even since he was like, barely, like we would we've read him that book since he was probably 18 months old. And so like when he was just starting to talk at like 20 months, 18 months, he's like, he emptied my bucket. Like that was his vernacular for they upset me. That's um, great. How great that he already had a tool. And that's a really important point that you bring up because I think a lot of the times we think that kids are too young to understand some of this stuff. Oh man, no way they get it. They get it. D- difficult topics like resilience. You know, you just start talking about it, start pointing it out, start telling them, oh, I was disappointed, but I'm going to pick myself up. I'm being resilient. And sure enough, four or five years old, they'll talk about resilience. So yeah, yeah I, I love that story because it's so true. So it's it's one thing to model it, mm-hmm. but I don't think parents, I, I love what you just said. You said, oh, I'm being resilient. Like you say it out loud. So they understand, they connect the dot. This is what this is. There's so many first principles that you have built these on, which I really love. One, it's a, it's an opportunity for you to connect with your children, right? And 
Two, it's from a third party source, meaning you don't have to be the answer. It is an experiential thing you do together. So you build a bond by doing it, which I, which I love. And then three, it seems like it really gives you an opportunity to understand and learn your child as they go through different phases of their development. Um, and then you're, I love your Pixar background and that you're curating the content. I mean, it's, I didn't even know this existed. I, we have a love every subscription and every single month I say, I'm going to cancel it. And then they, because my kid's three, like he does not, from a Montessori tour perspective, we have every monster truck in the world. Like you could melt plastic and make, I don't even know, like another Disneyland, the amount of plastic in my house. I don't need a $700 subscription to wooden toys, but I can't cancel the damn thing because he loves them. And they're so well thought out. And that makes me think exactly about what you're doing. But, um, but what I like about this is it's very education around intrinsic values that will then set you up to have a good life. I think that's amazing. That's so cool. Um, I interrupted. We were on. We were on kindness. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, no, you're great. I, I love what you said, and we're the same way. I, the mounds of uh, plastic trucks are just obnoxious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I, I really appreciate that because I do feel like like values are skills that need to be taught. So the fact that like it was designed to be an educational. I mean, I have tons of great art boxes, Kiwi cut, you know, little passports that the kids love doing them. Um, you know, this one was just designed to teach something different, you know, and designed awesome. to um, give parents the tool because I don't always know what to do. If my, my son's freaking That's out in yeah. the grocery store, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, what do I do? And so it's really designed to um, give the kids tools that the parents can then help them enact in those kinds of really difficult parenting situations that we all oh. face. That, that's amazing. Yeah, more things like that need to exist. I'm so, I want, I can't wait to check it out and get it. I love it. That's so cool. Um, okay. Back to you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So kindness. Okay. So I know you love giving your audience actionable tips and I'm all about that. So what I've kind of designed today is I picked just a few values. Um, the curriculum does have 12, but I want to give you guys some of the really good tips um, on a, just a few really important values that you can start just immediately. Okay. You don't have to buy the box, just start using these at home. And um, you know, I hope it's helpful for, for your families. Um, Thank you. That's so, so cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. No, I love sharing this stuff. Um, so the first one um, for kindness, you know, obviously we talk to kids about, you know, what does kindness mean? You know, it, it's being kind to other people. It's, you know, it's making other people feel special and important, but um, also being kind to themselves because this mm. is something that's really important for kids to understand. You know, what you eat, are you exercising? Are you getting oh, enough sleep? You know, so they literally have a, we have a little diagram in the book that talks about, you know, how important these things are because that self-kindness is really important to kindness for others. Um, mm. And then, um, sorry, I lost you for a second. Um, and then um, another thing, a question that I get a lot from parents about kindness, they say, hey, my, my child's great. My child's super kind, but I don't know what to do when other kids aren't kind to my child. And I don't know what to tell my child to do. So we have a real simple framework that we teach to help parents teach their children what to do when someone's not being kind to them. And the first one is they need to focus on their own feelings and actions. They cannot mm -hmm. control what other kids are exactly. saying or doing, but they can control how they're reacting to the situation. So that's yeah. step number one is for them just to get in touch, get grounded and say, okay, what, how am I feeling? How am I going to react to this? It's so um, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. The next one, um, the next one is to engage with the person just to calmly use their words and say, you know, your behavior is making me feel sad. You know, can you, you please stop? You know, so also wow. teaching them to stand up to themselves for themselves, but in yeah. a non-threatening way. In a non-reactive way, it seems like, in a very intentional whole way. Yeah, you got it. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, and then number three, if the behavior continues, they need to just remove themselves from the situation. It's time. They've tried their, you know, they've tried to not react. They've spoken their words. Now it's time to just leave. And then the fourth thing that they need to understand is that other people's anger isn't about them. them. Yep. 
there are so many other things that could be that that other person could be tired or hungry or who a million things could be going on in their lives. And so not internalizing that anger or taking it on as if it's something that they, that they did. Yeah, that they yeah, did. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of just a few just very quick four tips on what to do if, you know, to help your child um, when someone is unkind to them. There's lots right. more in the kindness book, but that's a that's a big one that I love to share with people. I like that a lot. I, I remember when my daughter was younger, like my, my son's huge. So like he doesn't get bullied very often because like people are just afraid of him. He looks seven and he's three. Um, but my daughter, I remember like she was going through like a very interesting time in her life, just started living with us. And there's this little girl that picked on her at school all the time. And it just broke my heart. And she did feel very like she did internalize it. And we had the conversation like whole people don't have to hurt people. Right? If you are whole inside, you seek to shine light on the world. You don't need to inflict pain to feel less pain. So it, it sucks. And I know as a parent, it always sucks to watch. But like, and I know this sounds crueler than I mean it to, but sometimes I enjoy watching my kids in those situations because it's a great litmus test, not for them, but me as their parent. Where am I? And 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 what am I showing them? Because what they do, they see it, right? Well, maybe me or my husband, <laughs> but, but it's coming from us. So it's, it's always interesting to watch that stuff. But if you do notice, right, that your kids are reacting a certain way, you probably notice it in yourself too. Like I know you mentioned the grocery store situation, which every dreaded parent, there should be like a book, like you're pregnant, here's the grocery store situation. Um, <laughs> we all go through it. Um, and and then they, you know, we notice it in ourselves. So I, I think I could even use these tips on me, not just my kid. <laughs> you know, you are so perceptive because a lo- like part of this also was helping me be a better parent. And in all the research yeah. that I did, I was like, I knew I needed that, right? I, you know, I, I had a wonderful childhood, but I grew up with, I learned some bad habits that, with parenting that I was finding myself passing along. It's very hard to erase many years of programming. Um, and yeah. you fall into those same traps. But if we can stop, identify yeah, what did our parents do that we liked, okay? Pick, you know, being present, being there for me, you know, what are things that I can improve and how do we not pass that along to future generations? Mm. I like to think about it as I'm not just parenting my children, I'm parenting my grandchildren. I'm parenting my great grandchildren. That's so true. We're all picking up on, and you can you can stop that cycle and you can start a new one. And I know it's a lot of pressure and I know it's not easy and I struggle with it too, just like everybody, but you just, you do your best every day and, um, and, you, and getting tools like this on board where everybody can talk about it and everybody, you know, kind of knows what to do when those situations start to flare up is a, is a just, it, so God said, yeah, it's super helpful. That's because a little bit goes a long way. Like a lot of times the kids are the ones with the emotional quotient in the situation because they're just used to having dysregulated adults running around everywhere. And, and then they remind you like, oh, right. There's no, there's no need to be reactive or, you know, hair, hair pin triggered right now. Um, that's so good. I love the perspective of thinking about generations to come because they'll all build on each other. Um, okay, cool. Back, back to you for value yeah. number. Well, um, I mean, let's let's just dive into self-control as long as we're talking about that, because um, I think that, you know, that is a big one. I have a four year old. He's a lovely child. But, you know, there we have lots of those moments. And mm-hmm. um, so I had to come up with some tools to get him to calm down. Um, and one of the first things we teach is that um, it's really important that kids understand that you have a thinking brain and a feeling brain, you have two parts. And that sometimes a lot of people know this, but kids don't. You know, we kind of take it take for granted yes. that they do. But right. helping them understand that that anger emotion is when our feeling brains taking over so just having them pause well not in the moment because nobody's gonna pause in the moment but Mm -hmm. (laughs) post the moment (laughs) having them stop and think okay was was I hungry was I tired am I worried about something else like why did I have that blow up um is really helpful and um and I've had young children articulate to their moms after doing the self-control box you know oh I got mad because I didn't eat all my lunch today 
Like, I was just hungry. My emotional brain took over because I was hungry. Let's go home. Let's go home and I'll get some more lunch. So, it, you know, it, even as young as they are, they can, the stuff gets through. Yes. Um, and part of that, and part of that understanding is just, um, so that's something we can do after the fact. But what can we do in the moment? That's what everybody wants to know, right? <laughs> You're, you know, walking through Target, your kid can't get a toy and, you know, yeah, <laughs> melt, super meltdown. For sure. So what you want to do is get them to breathe deeply. But talking to a child who's screaming their head off and telling them to take breaths is not going to work. So I came up with a little trick. It's called blow your hair back. And what we do is we make breathing a game. We made it a game. For sure. So he gets to, so my son will blow my hair. And, you know, at first he's like, nah, he's like, you know, I'm like, that's blows, he blows your hair, not his hair. He gets to blow in my face, which at the time is kind of like also working out a little bit of his aggression. therapeutic, yeah. And getting his parasympathetic nervous system up and, you know, running. And it's interrupting that pattern of anger because now all of a sudden, so I practice this with him when he's calm. Don't try to teach them when they're angry. So he sure. knows the game. But when I say blow my hair back, it is unbelievable how it will change that him is. and he'll start to smile he'll start you know he'll start getting into it and then within like two or three or four breaths he's laughing yeah. you know if he blows hard i pretend he's blowing me away i'm like ah, you know he loves it oh it's so it. good and it's just that little interrupt that um you know try it i you know i don't know if it's gonna work with every child but try it out at home i feel like it's it's just a great tip for getting them to breathe and getting their um their big feelings to just calm down enough so then you can have the further discussions later when they're calm so I like the disclaimer of teach them when they're not upset, teach them, we'll play this game whenever we, you know, when we want to, and then you just have it back there in, in your arsenal. Um, is, is the, as a meditator or someone who practices breath work, um, do you make the correlation, not obviously with your kid, but like for, for parents speak with what that breathing is doing to, you know, the, the different sides of your brain and your subconscious and your conscious or like, um, I guess what was the back the backstory to that, or did you yeah. just realize it was effective? No, no, it was really about doing research on brain research on how do you cool. calm down. You know, how can I calm down? That's really where it started. When I'm, you know, at my boiling point, how what can mm. I do? And you know, and even for parents, it's hard to say stop and take a breath. But when you read about, okay, that's going to release endorphins. It's going to get your parasympathetic nervous system to just calm everything awesome. down. Um, yeah, and I was, how can we do have tools for that for kids? So like in the self control um, box, they actually make their own one of the crafts is they make their own. I would call it a healthy anger toolkit where they get different items that they get to try out. They get to try out blowing bubbles. They get to try out um, blowing a party, a uh, little party blower. Um, we give them a bag of lavender that they can smell for like that sensory, um, you know, just calming. And and basically the idea and the book um, that we use um, gives them ideas for finding a way to calm down um, and find their own way. You know, maybe it's blow your hair back. Maybe it's something totally different. But yeah. just how can we get them to express their anger in a healthy way? that is not hurtful both with their actions and with their words um you know some kids it may be jumping jacks some kids it may be running around the house some kids it may be dancing but but right. teaching them that anger is okay it's just how we stop and pause and express it properly that's the most important thing i really like this because i think it's i'm not the only person who's been in a situation where it's a shocking thing to watch and you don't know how to handle it and even if you don't react in anger yourself you're totally calm you don't know the best way to help them um, but I think by not doing something, you're doing a lot. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing. You're teaching them, it's okay to do this. I'm, I'm not reacting. So I like your, I like what you offer because it, it just shows you a really healthy redirect. that's going to get your body moving or your, you know, the blood circulating so that you're kind of breathing fresh life into that moment so that you're able to make a better choice. And I think that's, that's really cool. And it's fun with kids because they'll, they'll show you, they'll lead you to the, what, what feels good to them. Right. 
totally. And sometimes it's a mix of things, right? I've found myself like, okay, let's do some, I see you're getting angry. Let's do some jumping jacks, you know? Oh, that's not working. We're getting angrier. Okay, time to blow my hair back, you know? Like, I feel like sometimes being a parent is like being a magician. You're like, what yeah. trick can I pull out of my yeah. bag today? <laughs> it's a canoe. It <laughs> won't work today. It doesn't work the next day. But two days later, it does. That's so. <laughs> amazing. There's this lady I watch on TikTok. I wish I had her name. She's hilarious. She's like, do you want a banana? Do you want me to cut the banana? Do you want me to cut the banana in cubes? Do you want me to open the banana? It's like 19,000 different things. Yes, that a thousand percent that. Psychologically, that's the worst thing to do for your kid, but it, it does make for great binge watching. On uh, it's funny, so my, my three year old is very much in a similar place to your son, who's four, and he, um, my my mom, who watches him a few days a week. She, I didn't know that she do this, but he has this like alternate ego that he when he gets upset and he does this like look where he like gets this furlough in his brow and goes like this, and we call him Shabriel. And and we didn't name him Shabriel. My son did. So when my son, he's very astute. And when he gets upset, he realizes he's not himself. And so he'll just make the face. And we know it's Shabriel. But he'll be like, Shabriel is here. And he'll like announce him. So my mom brings him home the other day. And she's like, um, I saw the face. I'm like, oh, Shabriel's in the building. She's like, yes, I know all about Shabriel. And here's what we do when Shabriel comes. And it's just so funny. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. But, but that's you're teaching. Like, that's the first step, right? Recognizing their feelings. That's wonderful. That's another perfect game to play to kind of oh is she you know is Shabriel coming out you know and that's, the funny thing is like as you're talking I'm like well, I'm probably not handling this the right way because what what we always do is not in a not in a mean way manipulate him but I'll do the Shabriel face back I'm like Shabriel I love you how's your day how's Shabriel feeling but I'll do it with the Shabriel face and he'll just crack up he can't not laugh and now we're now we're all laughing and then he forgot what he was mad so so thank you you helped me make that comes for us. For us. Perfect. That's perfect. Cause you're, you know, yeah, you are, you're, you're connecting with your child, right? You're breaking that pattern of anger and you're connecting. And what more can you ask for from a parent? So I, I love that. It's great. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I come up with that. Mine, mine is anger leak. And yeah, <laughs> anger leak. Leak. That's amazing. Yeah. I have to come up with my hanger name. Uh, I love it. Take a note out of your kids. Well, speaking of connecting with your kids and like showing them love, I know that's one you were going to hit on. And I'm really excited for that one personally, because when I did, like understood the five love languages, not only being like in the professional world of sales, but also like personal relationships, I thought that was so insightful. And I know you developed something similar, understand something similar with kids love languages and how they're not necessarily the same. So I think that I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so love is one of the uh, values that we hit on because it's just so critical to our kids. I feel like that one, if we really want to talk about one that can help, especially um, our older teens, you know, um, help combat some of the social media pressures, mm -hmm. like helping them know that they are loved and connected no matter what they do, that we will always be there and always love them is so critical. So if we can start now by kind of understanding what is their love language, people talk about it all the time between, you know, couples, but we just, we don't talk about it enough about our kids and it's so yeah. fascinating because if you if you go home tonight you're gonna after i talk about this a little bit you're gonna see like it, it's usually pretty clear which one is their love language oh, for sure. um so um so to start with we have words of affirmation so if your child really just gets a huge um boost out of you saying i love you praising their effort then that might be your child's love language so watch for that one um the next one is gifts and i know every child likes to get gifts right but we're not talking about christmas morning we're talking about um a child who might like like rewards or really like appreciate um that reward a little more um then then in that case then gifts is probably their love language and for that one you might want to um you know keep it keep it small but um but just a small physical reward that just you know 
positively reminds them like, oh, you are loved, you are loved, you know. Um, acts of service is another one. This is going to be for kids who um, they really appreciate everything you do and which they're out there. <laughs> but, That's my daughter. <laughs> That's fabulous. Okay. I, that is neither of my children. So congratulations. That's a great Well, she, she doesn't come yeah. from my, my biome yeah. or my, yeah. my biology. So yeah. that, that being said, my son is totally me when he's all the other ones. Uh, no. <laughs> but just a short story. She, uh, she helps with my son so much. So I, right before this call, actually, I had a shower because I was disgusting. I went up in her bathroom. I do interior design um, as well when I'm not oh sleeping. And um, I redid her bathroom for her and she didn't know about it. She, she, uh, she has a dog walking business. So she was doing her night rounds and oh. it's summer here in Florida. So she has like five people she's watching pets for right now. So she's working her hump off saving for, she wants to save for her car, um, which is so cool. Awesome. Yeah. She's just, she's just awesome. I'm just trying not to mess her up. She's great. Um, <laughs> so I went to her bathroom and, and made it up, up for it. I, I didn't even know she came home and she walked in and she like her face like lit up and it was like, Oh, I wish I had the camera on. It was so oh, good. Wow. That's so just, just tonight. She's like, literally right. Like oh, 20 minutes before our podcast. And then I'm like, Oh, I gotta get ready. I have, I have to meet Angelique. And she's like, and this is what she did. Acts of service. Right. Then I'm going to flip it back over to you because her bucket was full. I did not expect anything from her. When I came down from showering, she had my whole podcast set up ready for me. Oh, that's so special. That's because it's really, like, really special. And I didn't, you know, and that's not why you do it, but of course. it just makes you like, damn, these kids are awesome. Don't mess them up. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> oh, what a what a special moment! That, yeah, what a like you showing her that it means that much to you that she has a nice space. You know, because that, that's the thing about access service. Like it speaks more than the act itself. You know, it's not about folding some clothes. It's about saying, I want you to have your you know a nice organized area. You know, and I got to remember that sometimes too because you know I can be the worst, especially at clothes folding. <laughs> but you know, but anytime I do organize, I'm like, oh my gosh. This is so much more than buying a bunch of bins at Target and making sure her LOL clothes are in a line. You know, it's, yeah. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> so access service is a good one. That's that's a great story about that. Um, so that one's access service. Over yeah. to you. <laughs> and then um, quality time. So this one I feel like is my daughter to a T. It's mm-hmm. like this will be your child who's just always. You could have just spent the entire day with them at the park, at the zoo, at Disneyland. And they're like, oh, will you play? With, will you read a book? Will you play? You know, and anytime you have a child who's just really, really into spending time with you, then quality time is going to be their yeah, love language. Um, and I. I feel like that one needs to go to the top of most lists, you know, not, not that, you know, at least it's number two, you know, on a lot of lists, if it's not number one. Um, and then the last one is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, and kids who just want that extra hug or extra kiss or extra snuggles. Um, and what a beautiful love language yeah. to have as a child, yeah. a lucky parent. Exactly. Take <laughs> yeah. that while you get it. Trust me, because they will become teenagers <laughs> and that will no longer be directed at you. <laughs> and then you will be terrified. So. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, all of those, it's, you know, um, I feel like it's, if you can stop and just watch, like if you're wondering what is my child's love language, usually the thing that they will do most often, are they bringing you flowers from outside? Maybe it's gifts. Are they, you know, um, cooking breakfast for you or, you know, putting together, you know, breakfast cereal, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, then, you know, maybe it's acts of service. So watch how your child is actually showing love to you. And then the other thing that I do, ask them, just ask them, ask them simply, how do you like to be loved? And you will get an answer back and it will be eye-opening and suddenly you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, that's why notes in your, your, your lunchbox that I didn't know meant so much, you know, uh, that, that, that affirmation, words of affirmation is your love language. Um, And it just will help you connect with your child on a much deeper level. And if you have a toddler who's incredibly intelligent, which I venture many of you do, they will probably answer with something like Nutella. Nutella makes me feel loved. <laughs> because they are trying to work one over on you and they are smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A large bag of Skittles, please. Yeah. <laughs> or more monster trucks because I don't have enough of those. <laughs> That's so good. What I, what I really enjoyed about that exercise, um, and now I do it obviously with everybody I meet, um, is 
you show up, you just said this, with your uh, inclination of what your love languages are. And it's interesting when you have to make the cognizant choice to love people in their love language and not your own. So obviously as a parent uh, or like a, you know, someone in a relationship, we practice that a lot, my husband and I, because like he's very acts of service. So like folding the laundry, as you mentioned, or putting away the dishes, like those kind of things mean a lot to him. Um, and we always joke he, as a man, right? He always jokes that his love language is physical touch. And it, and it is, he does love that too, but it's not his, it's also one of, you know, you're mostly more than one. So we have this running joke in my family since we've done that exercise a few years ago, where he's like, it's just unfair. My, my love language is physical touch and your love language is all the other ones. <laughs> it's totally not true. I'm such a physical touch person. Like I, um, sometimes I'll be with other people's kids and I'm like touching their hair. I'm like, I probably shouldn't touch this kid. He's not my kid. <laughs> same way i'm totally the same way i like my, my yeah just friends of my, i'm like i just treat them like my babies i'm like okay wait a minute like <laughs> this is, and, they, and they always and they gravitate so i'm always holding somebody else's kid and it's yeah. someone's like whose baby is that today and i'm like right. this one <laughs> better than that yeah and but your kids start to like your what i like about this we had a guy on who was a um a dad and also a um a doctor and a chiropractor and he talked about like a lot his whole focus was in chiropractic the type that he does uh, the brain connection between your subconscious and your conscious brain and when your kid's conscious brain develops which is why i love the age group for tiny values and what you're focusing on because to your point earlier kids aren't fully developed their brain actually i, I learned this from another psychologist we had on the other day it doesn't fully fully develop till they're 16. so now i felt awful for like always telling to my daughter why aren't you thinking well my brain's not fully developed the asshole thanks I'm like, yeah. sorry i didn't know <laughs> mine's obviously developed and just not accurate <laughs> but with the little ones it's like their brain isn't fully developed but you said it so perfectly things get through logic will get through they understand logic they just can't sequence things past three sequences right yeah. so it's just really cool when you're doing this in cadence to show them and i bring all that back to the love languages because when you're showing them uh, physical touch, love, kisses, hugs, snuggles, or even just asking them, all of that sets a precedent for their life. Like this is now where their threshold is. And and then you teach them what to do with that if if it ever falls below. Are they um, disappointed and how do they handle that? Like, I just feel like all that emotional stuff and, and understanding that, our parents didn't do that with us. And it's not because they weren't bad, they were amazing. They did what they could, but like, this is our, this is what we're tasked with now, right? Yeah. We did. We get Instacart and we get emotional quotient. Like that is what we <laughs> I like to joke that like the time I've saved on it, shopping on Instacart, I don't know, thousands of hours. Like, oh, now I have time to do this. Like yeah. I can put time into this. <laughs> well, check the shipping bill because I did once. My husband's like, why do you get Instacart every day? I'm like, it's so convenient. And he's like, do you know there's like this thing? I'm like, but I signed up. Oh, like, no. That is definitely like my app. I can't live without. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not. I don't, I barely stepped foot in a grocery store since the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's so cool. I love the love languages. That's awesome. Um. This is, I love the practical tips. This has been really good. What do you, what are one or two things that you get feedback on from your customers a lot that um, either surprises you or maybe just every time kind of causes you to pause and just, you know, take stock and really appreciate, cause I'm sure you get some cool feedback. Oh gosh, that's a wonderful question. Um, I, the thing that is interesting, I, you know, originally developed kindness first cause it's like, oh, everybody needs kindness. But the box that has been getting more attention is the self-control box. And it's, I, I've had parents come to me. I, I had a mom at, we were at the school auction. <laughs> She's a, fr um, a friend of mine. She has a son in her school. And she came up to me and she was just like, 
oh my gosh, he's different now. Oh, wow. He's different. He, he was actually one of the stories I was talking about earlier about he was hungry. Like he was out on yeah. a walk and was melting down and he stopped himself and he's like, mom, my, my feeling brain is taking over. I need to eat. We need to go back. Wow. And she's like, that would not have happened. He would not have had that understanding. And when I hear, I mean, so like we're there at the auction and we're both like tears are coming down. Our, all our fancy makeup is like yeah. smearing all over our faces because we're like, I'm so happy. And I was like, I'm so happy it helped you. And, you know, and, but just to feel like, you know, I have this idea for this product and I know how it's helped my kids and I know how it's helped many of the parents who have talked to me, but to have like, to even be able to touch yeah. someone that closely, yeah, you know, yeah, that's cool. um, I was like, okay, this, I feel like this is the right thing. Like this is working. This is really working when you hear a story like that. So, awesome. um, yeah, so that, that, that's been really interesting to me that, um, the self-control. And I think that's because and it's not surprising. We don't focus on the ugly. We, we show our kids through, like, this is a jarring, like triggering thing to say, but through our actions, not our words, we tell our kids it's not okay to be ugly. We tell them we like when they're dressed up for church and they look good, but when they're themselves with their, you know, dirty knees, we don't like them. Oh, and it, okay. yeah. I would never say it with our words, but it's what our actions say. Yeah. And I, and even me, like the crazy thing about this is like, I will find myself about to say something like that. And I have to really, and not blatantly, like you're not being a good boy. Like I wouldn't say that because what the heck does that mean? But it's like, you see yourself about to say something. You're like, how does that serve him? It doesn't serve him. And, and so I'm like, like the other day is a great example. We were saying, oh, he said, he said a curse word in the car. Um, and I was like, can I ask which one? <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was F bomb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> repeatedly. So repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I am no, I am no saint. So there are things slip out. Uh, the other day I, I spilled something on, so I, I said shit. And he's like, you said shit. I'm like, yeah. I five questions for me. Thank you. You also said it with me. So let's go. Um, <laughs> awesome. But in this instance, it was, it was something about, I don't even remember. I think it was the F bomb, but it wasn't like in a derogatory way. I think he just saw, heard it and he was like, what does it mean? And I was like, well, we can't say that. And then I was thinking like, that's a, that's a, that's a poor explanation. So I was like, let's think of a better word. Should, tell me a better word for, I don't think it was that one. It was something else. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was, I think it was a, um, an anatomy part now that I'm okay. Yeah. Four letter anatomy part. There we go. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was like, let's think of a better word for this. And that's what, <laughs> and it was like, cause like, what's my explanation here? Because people think it's bad and you shouldn't say it. And yeah. And it's like, no, like that's, that's not the right answer. Cause now you're just teaching your kids to want to be what everyone thinks of as a good little boy or girl. And that, that doesn't serve anybody. Now they're going to grow up with these very hollow ideals. So yeah. instead let's understand that this is the anatomy and this is what it's for and good for them. And everybody has one, at least, you know, if you're of this gender and, and then that's fine. And then we can call it something else in the terms of what we need. Right. I love that. I love that. <laughs> My mother-in-law, it reminds me of, um, I love her. She's, uh, raised five kids very different ages. Um, and when I was dating my, my, uh, boyfriend at the time, you know, now my husband, um, she had little ones. Like I met his youngest oh, wow. sister when she was six years old That's and awesome. his other sister was eight. So, um, I, I you know, I, I was the youngest in my family. I wasn't used to being around it. And I, you know, I was seeing her interacting with the kids and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know. I think the girls said when someone was being unkind to them or something. And she was like, those Niminals. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> like, what is a Niminal? <laughs> and that was exactly, she did the same thing. Like she just came up with like, her oh, own words so, so cool. she could express herself but you know in a in a way that wasn't gonna you know yeah like drop yeah 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 like, like offend people or yeah, whatever yeah totally but it's it's awesome because now i'm a mom and i totally I'll like I'll, I'll drop stuff you know like <laughs> like oh that was a good idea back then right it's so cool to watch how other people do this this stuff i have a like a lot of life coaches that come on this podcast and and uh, like you they just have like incredible arsenals of different things like one's always like well tell me the best part about being angelique right now what's the toughest part about being angelique right now Right. And it's just like, I just like the vernacular around like right now because it is, the feelings are very fleeting. Right. Which is so cool. This has been so good. I, I love this. I'm, I'm totally going to subscribe. I can't wait to, to see this. Now, um, is there an ideal age for this and what, you know, 
if, if they are younger or older, are there ways to like, because most families have multiple kids, can you kind of extrapolate some of the uh, lessons to then make it pertinent to your kid's age? Yeah, totally. Great question. Um, yeah, so the uh, the suggested range is five to eight, but it really depends on your kid. Just like you said, uh, I start my kids around four because they're already starting to pick stuff up at that age. And even a little younger, I was doing some stuff at three with my son. Um, but then on the higher end, I found this is really interesting and probably not horribly surprising to people. The uh, boys are tending to age out a little sooner. Yeah. So, you know, by mm-hmm. eight, nine, for sure, you know, they're kind of out. But I have 10-year-old girls that love it because they love the craft aspect. Yeah. So, you know, it really just depends on your child. You know, if you were to subscribe and, and you're like, look, my kid, no, way too old. And I've had that happen. No problem. Cancel easily. No big deal at all. So, you know, if you're curious at all or think, you know, you, you might be interested, try it out. Just, you know, I just email me and I'll be like, yeah, no worries. Um, but um, but the other interesting thing we've done, because people have multiple kids, um, we added an add a child option. Oh, that's awesome. So you don't have to buy two boxes. You'll get one oh, book, nice. but you'll get double workbooks, double projects, double double everything you need to be double. Oh, you really thought it out. That is so cool. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I know it's like having two kids and subscriptions are not inexpensive, you know, so it's like, okay, how can we pack as much value in as we can for the that's lowest, awesome. uh, literally like at cost, like just to, you know, let people use it with both their kids right exactly that's so cool again just like the making it convenient for people to to have very uh very specific touch points i just think that's so cool i wish that stuff existed like it's just so easy to want to give them a tablet and like if it breaks my heart when i see this and my son uses a tablet sometimes too trust me but like yeah that's fine i I don't there's nothing wrong with that right and and stuff nowadays is so cool. Like a lot of the shows that he watches, like the emotional quotient component of it. I, I love all that. Yeah. Plus, like I'm a movie person. Like I love sitting with him on the couch and um, like snuggling with our blanket and watching a movie. Like he's super into all the sing, two sing movies right now. So oh, like <laughs> we went to a 90th birthday party. It was my grandma, his great grandma the other day. We all flew up to Massachusetts and this, uh, my, my dad put on, um, Elton John, I'm still standing, but my three-year-old doesn't know about Elton John. What he knows is Johnny from sing. And so he got up in the middle of the entire party and he starts break dancing to, I'm still standing. And then he came over to me and he's like, mommy, because you know, he looks around and everyone's like geriatric compared to like a 90th birthday party. He over to me he's like, how do they all know sing? And I'm just laughing because it's like so cute. In a way, that's a really fun example, but that's everything. Our kids don't know our neuron, our, like our neural connection synapses in our brain and all the things that are associated, they just know what they know. And so if we aren't intentional with helping them make those connections or like, I'm not a proponent of bringing him to me at all because mm-hmm. all my understanding of things has 34 years of baggage associated. What I'm more interested in is making a bridge from me to him oh, so I can understand God. where he is. And then I can be kind of like, like born anew in that moment with him. Cause that's a, a way prettier world. That's a life that's freaking that. awesome. Yeah. That's a beautiful statement. Do you, um, one thing that, um, I like to do, and it's just another little like tip thing. Um, Set aside time at night to have a conversation with your children. This awesome. is a big one. And I feel like everybody feels like they talk to their children. Like, oh, I've talked. Yeah, I asked them how their day was. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about after a full day of school, when they're hungry, when they're tired, and they're in the car. And they're like, yeah, it was great. Fine, leave me alone. Uh, it's like at night as you're putting them to bed, just ask them, like, what's on your mind? Is there anything bothering you? Is there anything you're confused about? I Like, I'm here. I'm present with you right now. Okay. Well, how can I, you know, how can I serve you? How can I get to your point? How can I get in your mind? How can, you know, you tell me what's going on? And it's fascinating how things will just come out that I was like, where did that come from? And sometimes it's silly things. And sometimes, and sometimes it's things that she's, you know, like my daughter's older, but things she'll be really legit concerned about that I had no idea, but there, it's a quiet space. It's just me and her. She's not worried about anybody else hearing. 
it's she's got my attention and I can get in her head and and so yeah thank you for reminding me about that one because I love that you said that because it is about approaching them where they're at and they're looking for our guidance you know they're looking for that from us they don't to your point they don't know they're not born knowing how to handle these situations and honestly I don't want them to know yeah. look how we f look how we've effed up our world we don't have the problem we don't have the answers they're gonna have to create them and if we take their level 10 brains and juxtapose our level four way of thinking we're never going to be able to fix the things that we have we're tasked with so it's it's like i know i have like a, a different kind of take on that but what i think is like the, we just as parents and and you see this like you see this with grandparents when you're like a new mom and then the grandma walks in and she's like effervescent and flowing and you're like <laughs> freaking sweating and you're like, a, like you know breast milk and like it's like a mess and it's like the wisdom that comes with like they don't have to fix anything they just understand the value is just being which is like such beautiful wisdom yeah we, but I think, I think adults just in general, we're, we're, we're on our journey. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to be, it's like, no one, it's like you become a parent and your personal journey doesn't stop. You want to continue to grow and thrive. And to your point earlier, Angelique, you want to show up and say, I am being true to myself, but I don't want to sacrifice being a good parent. So like, honestly, I say this often on the show, but I commend these, like all of us, like, it's not easy, bro. This is not, this is not for the faint of heart, but man, you'll never have a more, um, uh, satisfying, gratifying, like incredible experience, right? From watching your kids develop. Yeah. The yeah, best. I wouldn't trade it for the world. If I didn't have, if we didn't have to do the money thing, I'd have like six more kids for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and <dogs. laughs> Yeah. And if I was like a few years younger. This has been so good. I, I, I love how you show up in the world. I love what you do. Um, I was so impressed by your website, the yeah. colors, the level of intention and thought that go into everything. Like, I cannot wait to try this in our family. I cannot wait to get this out to families and see what people think about it. And um, if you guys try Angelique's boxes, please, uh, the subscription, leave, leave some comments. Like, let us know what you think. But definitely for some ratings as well, because uh, as you, you heard it here, right? Like, just because we're parents, we still want to grow. And I know a lot of you listening because you're my friends and you tell me this. We all have things we want to do and accomplish in life. So it's just, uh, it warms my heart, right, Angelique? When people like you can come and just say, hey, I've already jumped to that side. I've, I've made that leap of faith. You you know, you can land on the other side. It, it, there is, there is steady footing there. Um, it's a beautiful thing because, uh, you're like my after picture and I love Aww, it. <laughs> you're so sweet. Oh my gosh. No, I am definitely still working progress. <laughs> but that's very sweet. Thank you. And I would love anybody's feedback, please. You know, we're still a new company. You know, if you try it and you love it, please let me know if you try it and you don't, please let me know why. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, it just means a lot to me that it's getting out in the world. I feel like it's something, like you said, it's something we need desperately right now. And I feel like if we could start when they're this age, like we can yes. really wire them for these values that are going to help them succeed in the world. Um, and that's why that's, you know, why I'm doing it. And you know, I, it's, it's just, it's just been amazing this has been an amazing conversation chatting with you thank you i'm just honored to be here i love what you're doing with the podcast i think i think you're gonna do big things girl with this because you are awesome <laughs> i appreciate it i'm yeah. i feel like we just have the best audience like this these people are incredible and i've learned so much from them and the more that they ask for different things i just find people like you and it all has flowed very naturally the way that you talked about at the beginning so um we're excited for it i'll end with this um kindness i met one of like the, there's mr beast and there's jimmy darts out in the world right now people are very big in the um uh you know youtube community or tiktok or what, whatever social you're on your kids will know who they are and they basically go to walmart and they give people a bunch of money and they just they just do acts of kindness and they're huge millions of subscribers and i met jimmy darts um a few months ago at a conference and it was really cool he was super humble like very sweet kid um and i was talking to him because i have a parenting podcast and he knew that and we were talking after and he said i would have never been able to do what i've done in my life if it wasn't for my father because it was my father and his mother too but it was specifically as a boy he had a very close connection with his dad it was my father who taught me kindness and who taught me to not fall below like uh, my expectation for myself if i said i wanted to go 
out and be kind to people, that I didn't need to do anything or have anything or have a certain amount of money or status. All I needed to do was stand up and do what I said I wanted to do. Um, which I just, it reminds me of the values that his parents taught him. And if you were to look up Jimmy Darts and the, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now yeah. and, and what he does in the world and how many, like, look at the, look at that ripple. Oof, that and it comes so from a parent like you guys listening on this podcast, making a cognizant decision to make these things, you know, to, to, yeah. to make them important in your life. Absolutely. It's not about them just picking it up along the way. I think a lot, we think that way, you know, they're, oh, they're just going to pick up. I'm kind. They're going to pick up kindness. It is so about practicing it, pra learning, teaching, practicing, and making it, uh, letting them see how important it is to us, letting us praise them when they show these values, these really important values. It's so funny, you know, when I, I was looking into some of the, um, they get a reward at the end, they get a, you know, a little trophy. And I was, I was looking up kindness reward. doesn't exist doesn't exist on the internet, can't find a kindness, you know, courage award, gratitude award. Like we're rewarding our kids for these superficial accomplishments and we're not rewarding them for some of the things that they could actually change the world. So um, anyway, people like you are out there doing it with your podcast. I appreciate it. I can't wait to listen to every episode because there's so many good ones out there. <laughs> um, and then, oh, I, I meant to say too, I want you guys, um, if you're able or if you're curious about trying the box, email me, Angelique at tinyvalues.com. If you have any questions at all, happy to help you. Very small company. I'm on the other end. <laughs> and awesome. then um, if you have, um, I have a discount set up pop 30 for 30% off of any subscription. So, um, yeah, try it, out if, try it out if you, if you're curious and let me know your feedback and keep listening to this awesome lady. <laughs> oh, you're, so, you're so sweet. Thank you for what you're doing in the world, not just for like the kids, but also moms and just showing us like, Hey, it's okay to stand up and want something more. And, um, to make that leap, uh, dude, like I, I, from my, from my whole heart, like, I so appreciate that. That mirror is beautiful and I appreciate that. So good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Parents, uh, you guys know the deal. We are here for you. Um, so please keep the comments coming. It warms my heart. Let me know what you guys need, what you're, what you want to learn. And I will find amazing people like Angelique to come share their stories with us. And uh, that's where we're all here, which is parents helping each other out, learning as we go. I've even had several of you come on our show. So it's, it's so awesome. So hit me up. We're here also like Angelique on the other side of the, uh, of the email. And until the next perfect time, everybody stay beautiful and stay inspired.